Hey girl, you're listening to the For The Girl podcast, the podcast designed for you. Join Mac and Ken's as they cover all the hard topics for real life girls trying to love Jesus. Get ready for encouragement, truth, and let's be real, a little bit of a hot mess. Is it just me or are Mac and Ken's your new best friends? Let's get into the episode. Hello, For The Girl fam. It is Mac, and this is some sad news for everybody, but I am all by my lonesome right now. I don't have Ken's with me, and I don't even have Tyler with me today. They both ditched me, and I am here to record an intro all by myself, but it's okay. It's okay because, you know, sometimes you got to do hard things by yourself, but I am super, super pumped about today's podcast episode. We have an incredible couple with us, and Tyler did join me for the main part of the interview, but we have an incredible couple with us. Their names are Kurt and Casey Kersey. They live in Cincinnati, Ohio, and Kurt used to be Tyler's old boss, and Kurt is just one of Tyler's favorite people on the planet. He looks up to him so much, respects him so much, and they've just built this awesome relationship, and so it's been really fun for us as a couple to get to know and hang out with Kurt and Casey more, and what I love about them is they are both incredible entrepreneurs and business owners. Casey has an incredibly beautiful jewelry company called PS46. I'm going to make sure that the links are in the show notes so you can check them out, but she creates the most beautiful and meaningful pieces that are just so cool, and I love what she does. She's such a creative, and her whole life is just beautiful and aesthetic to watch and to follow. And then Kurt owns uh, a marketing company called 3021 that is also incredible. And I love that they do their work with more than just a dollar in mind, but they do it with such purpose and God's plan in mind as well. And so you're going to learn a lot more about them in this episode, more about what they do, and also how they run businesses, how they pursue their dreams, pursue their careers together, even though they look very different. And so I think this episode will be super encouraging for all of you who are either engaged or married, newlyweds, wherever you are in your kind of journey. And you're just trying to figure out how do we follow our individual dreams together? How do we encourage one another in this? How do we support one another in this? How do we challenge one another in this? And how do we wrestle through hard decisions when it comes to dreams and careers? So It's going to be an awesome episode. And before we get into it, I want to remind you guys about Operation Christmas Child. So just this week, I actually went to Target and packed my box for Operation Christmas Child because their collection week is next week. It is November... I think it's like the 15th through the 20th. It'll be in the show notes below. But next week is when you turn in your Operation Christmas Child boxes. So you still have time to plan that fun, cute date uh, to go to Target or Walmart or Dollar Tree uh, together. I got myself a little holiday coffee tree and it made the whole experience that much more fun. But together to go and to pack a box together. And such a meaningful way to kind of kick off the Christmas season and also to give back. We love Operation Christmas Child. We've talked about them a bunch on the podcast, but we just love that not only do they give these gifts to children who sometimes have never even received a gift, 
but they also work to share the gospel in these communities. And lives are forever changed, not just because of the gift that you're giving, but more so because they're getting to learn and to know Jesus and to enter into relationship with him. And so it's incredible. They send millions of boxes all over the world. And we just love what they do. And we want you to be a part of it. So head to Target this week, head to Walmart, head to Dollar Tree, pack any shoebox, and then make sure you drop it off next week. You can check the link in the show notes for uh, more information on a drop-off location near you. So without any further ado, is that the right saying? Is that the statements? Without further ado, (laughs) in my mind, it's sounding really wrong and I have nobody to bounce it off of right now. So I'm just thinking that it's time for us to get into this amazing episode with Kurt and Casey all about following your dreams together. Okay, For the Girl fam, I'm super, super excited about these two guests that we have on the podcast today. We've already told you a little bit about them, but we have Kurt and Casey here with us, and they have just been such an awesome influence in Tyler's life. And then it's been really fun as I've gotten to know them as well. And so we're talking all things marriage, following your dreams together, kind of having these two separate career paths and journeys and how can you support each other and encourage each other and really fight for one another in the midst of that. And so I know we're going to learn a lot today, but before we get in, you know, we need to know your story, a little bit of the love story of how you guys came together, Kurt and Casey. I don't even know if I know this. Do you know this? Yeah, I know. Okay, he knows. So (laughs) we want to know the story of how you guys met, how you guys fell in love. How did you end up here today, married, with two kids? We got to (laughs) know. I can start us off if you want. Do it. So we actually met in fourth grade. Um, There's like two pieces to the story. The first part is that we met in fourth grade. I feel like I can remember rolling my eyes at my mom in the carpool line when she told me that if I married the new boy at school, I wouldn't have to change my initials because I was KK then and I'm KK (laughs) now. So anyways, met in fourth grade. We, I don't know, didn't have all that much interaction, although being at a small school and then dated most of senior year of high school and didn't imagine that we would end up married one day, but we went probably almost a decade without like seeing each other, talking to her, talking to each other, anything. then what happened? And then I found a little entry point back into Casey's life through, you know, the amazing social media platform that is Snapchat. (laughs) Um, I love this. (laughs) Casey posted actually a shirt from Homage that if you're a Cincinnatian or from Columbus or anywhere like that, you know what Homage is. And I sent her a message and said, that's a cool shirt. Where did you get it? And, you know, we chatted back and forth a little bit. I was like, we should get a drink sometime and catch up. Which I said sure to thinking like, this is my ex-boyfriend from high school. You say sure to anyone from high school about like catching up and getting a drink. That'll never happen. And I said, cool. Are you free like next week? Like how's Saturday? (laughs) (laughs) So we got a drink, sat in... A little bar in OTR and pro pro move wrinkle to the story is I forgot that I was supposed to <laughs> take my sister and her friend that was in town from Texas to the FC Cincinnati game that night. And my sister called me and said, we're on our way to your apartment. You want us to just like meet you there and we'll drive down together. I was like, I'm on my way to a date with Casey, <laughs> who you know. Uh, so 
I was, I texted Case like on my way down there. I was like, by the way, my sister is going to stop by. So totally bailed on my sister and hung out with Casey for the next four hours. Yeah, that we sat in a bar amazing. for like four or five hours or something like that. And pretty much we're together ever since then. Got engaged yep. nine months later, married six months after that. So when you know, you know, I guess. Yep. Wow. The listeners, after hearing Snapchat, they don't know if you're 18 or your actual age that you actually that's <laughs> a tough picture <laughs> yeah. that's awesome i love that that's so good well i'm grateful for that story because it's led you guys to where you are and i've gotten to experience so much of the fruit that has come from your marriage and um you know so much of this conversation today so what was the bar in otr the lackman the lackman yeah <laughs> is it still there i don't know if we've been back since the yeah. lackman is like an otr staple but it's kind of grungy i don't know why we chose the lackman you guys are such Cincinnati people. Everybody who's not from yeah, Cincinnati that... is like, what? Yeah. I need like uh, notes <laughs> notes in the show notes that translate right. all these things. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, uh, we'd love to transition into hearing a bit about the, the dreams that you guys have chased. I think, Curry, it'd be fun for you to share as an intro into this, the transition that you made from being a financial advisor with Northwestern. You know, you had you know, really pursued a career in that space, accomplished some things, and then really made a, a pivot. And, um, you know, I believe that corresponds with your marriage with Casey. And so just walk us through that season of your life and how you guys walked through making those decisions together, because it probably, you know, didn't make all of them that much sense when you were doing it, maybe financially and logistically. So walk us through that season of your life and how you guys walked that together. Yeah, totally. I feel like I threw Casey a curveball uh, in our engagement for sure in, in early marriage season. But so as Ty mentioned, I started my career at Northwestern Mutual as a financial advisor right out of school. Uh, my dad's been in that world for 35 plus years. So uh, always kind of said I wouldn't go into that field, but you know, twists and turns story for another day. That's where I ended up and uh, got off to a really fast start there. Frankly, had kind of like the path predestined, so to speak, uh, had built a great book of business, was making a great living, uh, was for the most part enjoying what I was doing and had a great like 30 year career ahead of me if I wanted it. And in fact, was kind of as I got to about like four years in, was pulling some levers that were going to keep me there for a really long time. And uh, man, I just kind of forced me to have a, a bit of a come to Jesus moment, quite literally, and spent a ton of time in prayer and meeting with mentors and just kind of like processing, like, is this really what I want to do for the rest of my career? And as I was doing that, I just really felt God saying, like, this doesn't have to be it. Like, you know, it can be, and this is an amazing opportunity and there's nothing wrong with the choice to continue down this path. And on the same hand, like if you want to go after something different, you totally can. And I felt God kind of giving me that freedom to say like, listen, I got you no matter what <laughs> choice is yours, you know? And as I processed that more, I just realized I was a bit more entrepreneurial and a bit more creatively wired than a career in wealth management and financial services was going to allow me to be. And I still remember sitting at then Casey's apartment in OTR in over the Rhine in Cincinnati for you non-Cincinnati. <laughs> <downtown. laughs> Thank you um, for that. 
Yeah, of course. Uh, sitting in the apartment that we would eventually, you know, move into together after getting married, but sitting at, at the bar in that apartment and just like saying like, I, I think I need to jump ship. Like, mm. I think I could stay here and we could be fine and we could be totally happy. But I think I'm going to always wonder what could have been if I don't take a shot. You know, we didn't have kids then. I don't even know if we were engaged at the yeah. time. Yeah, we weren't yet engaged, but we were close, I, I feel yeah. like, to making that decision. And we just kind of felt like, man, now is the time for me to like take a swing and go after something. And I could, you know, if it's not what God has for me, there's still plenty of time left in the game to like pivot back to what I was doing, what I was yeah. doing before. Yeah. Absolutely. I know those are those are big things that happen, you know, like you said, early in your marriage and engagement even. And it's funny because I feel like Tyler and I have a conversation that's so funny because Tyler used to work for you, Kurt, and we had a conversation uh, sitting at the bar at a restaurant like over chips and salsa, like really kind of struggling through, you know, what is the right next step for him in his career and his journey and those are just such, they're such fun and sweet conversations, but they really impact so, so, so much. And when you're early in marriage, because we were, I think we were engaged at that point, And you're like, I can't even believe we're making these decisions. Like, we don't even know what we're doing <laughs> in any of this, let alone making such huge decisions that are going to impact so much. So I'm sure a lot of people can relate in having to, maybe it wasn't starting a business, but even changing jobs or things like that. And so uh, I love that it just begins there. And then Casey, I know you have this incredible business as well. That is just so cool. And I can't wait for everyone in the For the Girl world to see it. Uh, but tell us a little bit about how that began and then kind of when that began to intersect in you and Kurt's relationship. Yeah, so we actually have a somewhat similar story of jumping ship from what we were doing before to pursue our businesses. I had started PS46 on the side of a sports broadcasting career which is what I kind of, as I stopped playing basketball, what I thought my dream was and what I was pursuing. And just the more and more that I looked at what a life in broadcasting looked like, it was not what I wanted for my life, what we wanted for our life together. And I had PS46 on the side and just continued to pursue that more and more. And similarly, just actually for us, then it was when we were engaged that we made the decision that I was going to go after that instead of broadcasting. And literally the same month that we got married, I think, I left my job and pursued PS46 full time. So it's a big, a lot of life changes happening all in one month. What's funny, thing, I don't know if I'm going to nail this timeline exactly, but we made those decisions within a year of each other, less. Uh, probably less, because I left Northwestern in like October. We got engaged in March, March, and then married in September. And I you left like, in August. Yeah. yeah. So within like wow. nine months of each other, we both said, "Let's freaking go for it." <laughs> uh, so awesome. Yeah. So when you're looking at that decision, right? There's so many things that you're weighing and wondering, and you know, weighing pros and cons. There's there's so much there's so much that factors into a decision like that, and I. I'd imagine a lot of that has to do with what you're giving up. In culture, there's so much that is tied to security, right? The things that we need in our life to feel comfortable and, and safe and secure, set up for the future. And, you know, it's funny, we we walk with high schoolers through Young Life and 
they're starting that now. It's like mm-hmm. they're doing so much right now in order to secure, you know, their future to be set up for their lives, which is crazy to say out loud as a, as a high school student. But for you two, you know, you guys were pursuing these careers, these you were doing these noble things. Nothing that you were doing was wrong. You actually were committing wholeheartedly to what you had. But walk us through that that decision of giving up um, something. You know, w- tell us about that sacrifice and and what was weighing in your minds mm. to be able to make that decision and and do it with confidence. I feel like the the decision making process at that point was like what kind of life do we want to build together is ultimately like the, the season that we were in. And just like one, one thing I'm really proud that we did through our dating journey was have lots of those conversations of like, man, what do you, what do you value? What do I value? What do we want life to look like? Not just a year from now, but five years from now, 15 years from now, 25 years from now, like what, what do we feel called to? What do, what do we want that to look like? And I think, in that process, it just became clear to us that like, man, the career paths that we're on, while awesome and could be right for other people, aren't going to allow us to build the life that we keep talking about wanting to build. And so we knew, and I think you factor into that too. I don't know how explicitly we talked about this, but at least for me, it was like, what kind of model and example do I want to set for for my kids? Like, do I want to model out this like, man, I wanted to build this business at some point, but man, I had this awesome career that I was on. I was making a great living. So like, I didn't, I didn't, you know, go after the God-sized dream of, of my heart and give it a shot and trust that God would have something for me. Like, no, of course not. Like we wanted to model and still want to model a life that says, no, if God's in it, then it's going to be good. Whether it Mm. becomes, you know, quote, successful by the Lord's standard or by the world's standards or not, it's God's going to have something in it for us. And I think that's really what we trusted was that like, Hey, there's backup plans and there's exit strategies out of this thing. If it doesn't go the way that it needs to, to support us financially, but God's in it. So let's give it a shot and let's see what he's got. Hmm. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. Love that. It's so good. Cause I think we, we got some advice early in our marriage of just like what you, what you build now, what you do now, how you treat each other now, is really setting up the foundation for all of these life changes because it's funny how quickly they come. I mean, we've only been married a year and a half and, you know, we're already kind of preparing for the next phase of marriage, which is having kids. And it's funny how I'm so glad we just didn't wait to start kind of doing some of the things that we really valued that we said, hey, we want to make this a part of our life and our marriage and our family. And it's funny how I think you think you have forever and you think that you, you know, oh, we'll do that later when we're more established or more secure or we're more whatever. And I think that it's really beautiful to say early in marriage, which I know a lot of people listening are probably early in marriage. It's like, hey, what does that look like to do that now? when you don't have everything perfectly secured, but to go ahead and kind of go out on a limb with the Lord and just trust that he's going to develop and grow what we choose to kind of sow into now. So I think that's so good and so encouraging for so many people. And now along with that comes a lot of challenges and a lot of really hard things and difficult things. And I know for both of you, you both in a very short amount of time decided to go out on a limb and really like go full force with your own businesses. And I know as being an entrepreneur, like 
That's a lot. And when mm-hmm. you are running a business, you don't get to leave it at five o'clock when you leave the office. <laughs> it comes home with you. And uh, it doesn't just come home with you work-wise, but also emotionally, mentally, spiritually, it kind of infiltrates every area of your life. And so walk us through what have been some of the biggest challenges for both of you guys and and how has that even been challenging in your marriage as both of you are doing this as individuals, yet both of you are kind of bringing that home and having to walk through that together. Yeah, I think what you just brought up of just like the margin in life is kind of gone when you're a business owner. And when you're married to another business owner, then it's really gone because (laughs) they don't have that, like they don't come home from work, like you said, clock out and can just turn it off. You both are constantly either getting in extra work in the late hours or the early hours in the morning or the weekend hours, or even if you're not actively working, it's still, like you said, a mental load that's like on your mind and you're thinking about it all the time. So I think just that lack of margin, we've had to make sure that we're creating time for each other and space and investing in each other. And probably a piece of that for us is we... Like while we both have separate businesses, we're very involved in each other's like, not like I am not employed by 3021, but we're just (laughs) both very like invested in and involved in each other's lives and a part of it. And like when we're for PS46 going and doing a market or a pop-up somewhere in person, Kurt's there, like he's not just at home and not involved in it. And so I think that's a way that we've made up for that lack of margin and something we've had to overcome a little bit. I I think, Mac, I love what you said about like in those early years of like, whether it's dating, engagement or marriage, like you're setting up the foundation. I think like one of the things that we've benefited from now in the chaos of like running businesses and having, you know, two kids under the age of two, which is nothing short of chaos, by the way, (laughs) Uh, but beautiful chaos, but chaos nonetheless, I think. Uh, one of the things foundationally that we did really well was like, we're, we're in it together. Like Mm -hmm. PS 46 is not Casey's thing. And 3021 is my thing. Like it is our thing. Like diaper changes for Jake aren't my thing. And, you know, feeding McKenzie his Casey's thing. Like we are in, uh, you know, I can't really feed McKenzie, but (laughs) we're, we're in it. We're in it together. Like we don't like draw those black and white lines of like what is hers is hers and mine is mine. And that at least, uh, you know, maybe that's not right for everybody. Maybe some folks operate differently, but for how we are wired and what works in our marriage is for us to be all in together all the time. And the the, the challenge that that brings is that it means like, man, when Casey doesn't have margin, I got to pick up the slack. When I don't have margin, Casey's got to pick up the slack. And we know that, but, but at the end of the day, like we know that that's what we signed up for. And so we don't like pick at each other when that happens. We just lock arms and figure it out. And I think we wouldn't want it any other way. Like we, even when we were dating before getting engaged, we like, like I joked about earlier, we both have KK initials. We called ourselves team KK and like talked about being teammates. And that's what we wanted out of life and out of marriage together. And I like, It's not something that we're necessarily sacrificing, although it may appear that way, but it's what we want out. It's how we want to do life together. Mm. The the other challenge that brings, because, you know, we want to keep it real for folks is, (laughs) is like the financial challenge. Like we both left like pretty set career paths, pretty like stable income 
to go after building businesses. Well, maybe sports broadcasting less a little less, less stable, but uh, <laughs> uh, or a but little still, less income. But still a sal- yeah, less income. Still a salary versus yeah. a business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we knew what we were going to take home at the end of the day, right. and like it was plenty, right? Versus like going into both being like running our businesses. Like we really had no idea. Like we could, mm-hmm. you know, project it out as much as we could, and still to this day, like it's it's a crapshoot sometimes, and we got to figure it out. And I think that financial instability, gosh, if we didn't operate as a team and we're just all in for each other, it would create way more stress than it actually does in our marriage. But like, I I want to be clear that like, it, you know, it's fun to talk about these like dreams and this like entrepreneurial ambition and all of that. And the reality is like, it's really freaking hard. Uh <laughs> And like, even the finances, like they don't always look rosy because both of us are still very much in like trying to build something. Right. Mm -hmm. And in the same vein, like we could probably build it faster than we are, but that would come at the expense of our marriage and of the way that we want to parent and like the margin that we do want to protect for other things in our, in our lives. And so that's also important for us to say, Hey, we're going to be maybe more patient than we otherwise could be if we just went all in on these businesses because these other rich experiences we don't want to miss out on those yeah i love that you i love that you brought that up kurt i think it's it can be it can feel really glamorous to look at people that have entrepreneur in their instagram bio or you know are posting about their businesses and the fun things that come with that but holy smokes, you know, just from walking alongside of you, I've never started a business, but just from walking alongside of you, I know what that, I know what you left and mm-hmm. I know, you know, what you stepped into. What I love about the both of you is that you were intentional about what you wanted. I love the question that you guys asked, like, what type of life do we want to build? And, and that was really founded on, upon your relationship with God, right? Your relationship mm-hmm. Uh, with him and then how that affects your marriage and what together you guys wanted to build. And what you guys have done is just walked in obedience to who God has made you to be, right? He made you to be people that create things for other people, right? And what that has done is, you know, made, I mean, like how many people are, is 3021 employed by now? 10, you had 10 employee, 10 employees. We have 11 full-time folks and a handful of contractors. Yeah. 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 And Casey, I mean, making beautiful things for people and, and, and equipping them with things to, to gift other people. I mean, it's just what you have created that's within you has been a gift for others. And so I love that that was a decision that you made beforehand. But when we know that walking in what God has created within us and created for us requires a ton of sacrifice, right? It doesn't come easy. And that's kind of the fun of the journey, right? Like he shows up in those hard moments. So I would love if you guys would share, I mean, you, you've done it a little bit, but just be really specific about what are some of the things that you did sacrifice? Because you gained a whole lot and we'll get to that. I want you guys to talk about some of the fruit that it's created, but I want to here, like, what did you sacrifice by saying yes to stepping into what you really believe God was calling you to? I, I think a lot, Ty, that we sacrificed was like certainty. Mm-hmm. And like, it sounds funny to say, because, you know, you build businesses so that you have flexibility, but we sacrificed flexibility. Like in some respects we could, especially in those early days, even more so than now, like 
I could work from anywhere. We could go, you know, our, our Casey's family, her sister lives up in Michigan. And so we go up to Michigan a lot. We seaside Florida is kind of our spot. Like, especially in those early days of marriage, pre kids, we were able to like go all over the place. If case had a, like a pop-up somewhere, you mentioned this earlier, but like I went with you and found a coffee shop and like plugged in and worked for four hours. And like that flexibility was, was awesome but it meant, you know, we, we were all in all the time. Like I remember sitting in the evenings in our apartment, laptop on my lap at seven, eight, nine o'clock and cases like filling orders, you know, like, and so you talk about even like those foundational years in our marriage were, were also meant like, man, just like stepping into that challenge so that we wouldn't have to necessarily do that later on but I, I would say like we we sacrificed a lot of a lot of certainty and a lot of ability to like know what the clear path ahead of us was and so in exchange for that like we just had to kind of sell out to like what we could do in that season it's good yeah i think um i mean to be like super specific of what you're like what you're uh the picture you're drawing is like sitting at the kitchen table and filling orders, especially like during the holiday season at like one in the morning and Kurt sitting there working on his laptop. There's a lot of like late nights and early mornings and missing out on social events and things like that. Missing out on time, just like to be investing in each other, going on a date and instead both of us working. And that was kind of what our date was or whatever. I think in a different, a different way that I have sacrificed lately is part of us chasing dreams together and wanting to go after these things is, has been about what we want family life to look like for us. And we now, like we mentioned, have two under two and what we've wanted that to look like is me being home with them. And my business allows for that, but it two under two also leaves you no margin. And so it doesn't leave a lot of margin for work for me. And so that has looked like us making the decision that while I continue to run a business and raise kids, it means slowing the business down some. And so I'm sacrificing like what I may have imagined PS 46 to be looking like in this season, if we didn't have kids or what you like Tyler mentioned, what you see on Instagram as super glamorous and you have to be the girl boss that is like breastfeeding in a board meeting kind of kind of picture (laughs) yeah uh that's not what life looks like for us which we it's a conscious and intentional decision that we made but also comes with those sacrifices too yeah 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 case and i were like reflecting on we remember driving to seaside uh for our baby moon case was pregnant with jake talking about like back to that like what do you want life to look like Mm -hmm. is like we, we talked about like, we could, we could do the daycare thing. We could see if we could, you know, afford to bring a nanny in two or three days a week and do it that way. Uh, or case could slow the business down some and like be a full-time mom and then operate PS 46 in the, you know, quote unquote margin that doesn't really exist. (laughs) And, and like, as we talked about, like what, Mm. what we wanted life to look like, we, we both were aligned on like, man, case case wants to be a mom. Like she wants mm-hmm. to, and that doesn't mean that like, that's now like you have to hang it up entirely. Right. Like we've right. found ways to like make that 
makes sense for us. And what that also meant was like, that means like I better soldier up because we did have good income coming in from PS46. And so I better make sure we can go like replace that and still yeah. make it, make the math, math, you know? Uh, but again, it wasn't like a, like, cool. So case you're going to do the mom thing and I'll do the work thing. It was very much a, what do we want the Kersey family to look and feel like mm-hmm. let's proactively make those decisions together. Mm. I think that every couple comes to these moments where, you are looking at, okay, we're no longer two individuals and what's best for me and what's best for you. You're looking at these moments where you go, okay, we are, we are one, we are a unit and there are decisions that need to be made that have an effect on both of us. And I think that those, they happen quite often in, in marriage of, okay, a new, a new job opportunity. Um, okay. We want to have a family. What does that look like? moving different things. Like I know for Tyler and I, the first decision was where are we going to live? Cause we did long distance. I lived in North Carolina. He lived in Cincinnati and we had to have these long conversations of what are you sacrificing? What am I sacrificing? What's best for you? What's best for me? And then what's best for us as, as a unit. And those take so much sacrifice. Like, you know, ultimately Tyler decided to move Skyline to North Carolina. Yeah. The biggest sacrifice. <laughs> <laughs> he had to sacrifice so much. And we looked at it from every angle to decide, okay, we think this is what's best for us as a couple and us in our future family. And then uh, I think about it, like, I know there will, will come moments where I'm going to be called to sacrifice something greatly that maybe means a lot to me. And it's like, if I were an individual, I would probably choose differently. But because now I'm in this forever covenant relationship with him, it's like what's best for me is not always what's best for us. And I think that it's really beautiful to to get to make those decisions and have those hard decisions. But I wanted to know from you guys, like, how do you go about those? Like if someone is in one right now, they're like, we are wrestling through a very hard decision of a life change, of a move, a job change, something that is maybe more affecting one of the people in the relationship, but it really means it affects both of us. Like, how do you guys weigh through those? How do you pray through those? How do you talk to God about those? Like, what does that actually look like for a couple to to work through a decision like that? I have two thoughts. I mean, I think, you know, Mac, using using y'all's example, I actually remember, funny enough, TB and I's conversation about him moving was also over chips and salsa. Uh, <laughs> All the so I don't know what life. the theme is there, but, uh, <laughs> but I remember, Ty, I, I, correct me if I'm, if I'm wrong, but here's how I remember the conversation going is, I'm head over heels for this girl and I'm willing to do whatever it takes to be in that covenant relationship with her. And our conversation was really pretty freaking simple. Cause I'm like, dude, that is the biggest decision aside from like giving your life to Jesus. That is the biggest decision you'll ever make for the rest yeah. of your life. Like that covenant relationship, because it's modeled after that same relationship we have with the Lord. So if that's how you feel, this isn't even a conversation. That's like, right. Yeah. You got to go. We'll figure everything else out. You'll figure everything else out. Right. And, yeah. and like, not to say like, you know, we didn't have some conversations to like check to make sure, like, are you, sh- are you sure? That's how you feel? <laughs> but if, that, if that's like, if that's where you're at, then you got to go. And I think mm-hmm. ultimately what that reminds me of is like, when we have these conversations, it's, it's two things. It's one, uh, I have a mentor that likes to say, put what's in the way in the way. 
so like don't dance around what's going to be hard about that yeah. decision like i think one of the things that casey and i benefit from is like we're both like pretty even tempered we're not like real like emotions all over the place and what what that has allowed us to do in our marriage is like when tough conversations come up we just we know it's going to be a tough conversation and we you know we we sit in it and we say what needs to be said and we put the cards on the table and we have a real conversation about it we don't shy away from it we don't kick the can down the road like uh, we don't get emotional with each other. If one of us gets emotional about the situation, that's okay. Like, but on the same hand, like we, we just have the freaking conversation, you know? So I think, it, I think a lot of times all of us are guilty of just like, man, I just really don't want to deal with that. So we just try to avoid it. And that just makes everything worse in the long run. Right. Yeah. And then like going about that conversation, I think it does just, it's got to come back to like, what are your values? Like, what did you come into marriage aligning on? And back to like those conversations Casey and I had when we were dating, we knew we valued the same things. Like we knew yep. we were aligned in what we wanted life to look like. And so that's made those conversations really easy because we just go back to like, I mean, what did we feel called to at the beginning of this thing? What did we feel like God put on our hearts the family ought to look like for us? And let that guide our decision, not any kind of like excitement or fear in the moment, but just that like, what do we value at the end of the day? Let's make the decision based on that. Hmm. Yeah, which awesome. I think like going back to having like making sure to have those conversations, I mean, prayerfully before you're engaged and married to make sure that you align in a lot of those values. And maybe some people have, I'm sure there are marriages that work that they do have some values or some different things about different ideas of how they want life to look. But that I think has been what's allowed, not that these difficult decisions or conversations aren't difficult, but they're simple because we made sure that we aligned in all of those values. And we, like Kurt was saying, we can go back to, okay, what did we say we wanted life to look like? And that simplifies a lot of it and helps us see clearly what the decision should be. Thanks for sharing. I mean, it's so it's so good to like have this idea. I'm sure there are a lot of people that have these dreams, have something kind of stirring up inside of them that go, hey, I think this is something I need to walk into. I think it's, I love that quote, um, put what's in the way in the way. I think it's so good just to be intentional about, hey, what's this going to cost? And, um, you know, is, is it worth because I think so much of it is obedience. You know, when if it's true that what we walk into is how God's created us, we know it. We just need to say yes, right? And, um, you know, trust God that he's going to take care of of what we do walk into and not put the pressure on ourselves to create the fruit. We just walk and then out of walking in who we are, fruit is is created. So I'd love to hear that side of it for the both of you, right? running these two businesses, being in marriage, having two kids under two, all so hard. But tell us why, why you keep doing it. Why, Kurt, you keep running a creative agency and keep hiring people when you could just probably go have your own business, right? And do your own thing. And Casey, why not just, you know, like put it on pause? Like why, why keep hanging on to it in the very little margins to keep saying yes you know, what are, what is the fruit that's coming from that, that is keeping you from saying yes, you know, year after year? I like 
Ty, kind of part part of what you said was like, what's what's the why? Like not just like what fruit has come out of it, but like why keep going? Mm -hmm. And so just to speak to that, like the why specifically for a second, I mean, you you said it in your question. Like, so about once a year, I stop for just long enough to go to the Lord with 3021 and just say like, God, this is your thing. Like my job is to steward it. Well, like ultimately all of this is yours. My family is yours. My marriage is yours. Like all of it's yours. You've called me to steward it well while it's mine here on earth, right? If I believe that that's true, then no matter how much success or failure we have, my responsibility is to go to him and say, what would you have me do? You want me to turn it over? You want me to be done? Is this chapter over? You want me to keep going? Like, where do you want me? And trust whatever answer I get. And so far, we, you know, we've been at this thing with 3021 for five years, six years now. And so far, about once a year or, you know, in certain seasons, once a week when I do that check in because it gets really hard, I feel God saying, like, you're right. You're right where I want you. Mm -hmm. And like every challenge that crops up, and this is true for business and like husbandry and now parenthood is like every time a challenge crops up that is going to be really hard for me. I have just felt like, man, God wired me for that. Holy cow. Like it's going to be hard, but that is exactly, he designed me to be able to face that thing head on and do a really great job that honors him. Like, Mm. and so until I stop feeling that way, I think it would be foolish of me to stop. Yeah. The fruit in that to come full circle that to that answer is that like, I am the best version of myself for my wife and for our kids when I am most fully stepping into who God called me to be. Like when I come home from work and it's been a really hard day, but it's been all dealing with stuff that's like perfectly suited for my growth and development, man, I'm a rock star dad and husband because I'm on fire. Like I might be tired, but I'm fired up. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And I think addressing like you asked, why not just like hang PS 46 up and be a mom is the same answer in short that like, it's not what God's called me to. I feel like somehow he's called me to both. And I've always known that I was called to be a mom and thrilled for when that day would come and wanted to do, do it how I'm doing it. But that doesn't take away how, what he's called me to and wired me to do as a business owner and all the different pieces of that. And the way that I get to serve other women and give them an opportunity to show up in the lives of the other people in their life. And then kind of like Kurt just said, I feel like we see the best versions of each other. That has been some of the sweetest fruit to see of like, as Kurt walks in obedience with what God's called him to as a leader and a business owner, as he's grown his team, I've gotten to see him thrive in that and Mm. see other people notice that. And it's really cool to see the people on his team recognize the leader that he is. And yeah, I think that. And same for case. I mean, like still, even as like PS 46 has slowed down, like we'll still for sure in its heyday, we'll still run into people that like are wearing a piece of hers that is really meaningful to them and have like their unique story of, why that piece is, is so meaningful. And like those moments are reminders of like, man, God is so like in this mm-hmm. thing. Like I, I think about, you know, the, 
the passage of scripture and I'm terrible at like book and chapter and verse, but <laughs> the, the whole, like, do not despise these small beginnings. I feel like in our story, it feels like God over and over has just like, rem- like reminded us to like, Hey, these are still small beginnings compared to what I have for y'all, but enjoy them. Like soak up mm-hmm. every one of those small beginnings moments. And so I think every like seemingly small win that happens, I feel like Case and I, count it as such a massive blessing and such amazing fruit in our lives to say like, gosh, it's so cool to be a part of what God is doing in that person's life. And so as long as he's doing stuff like that, we got to keep going. I love it. I'm fired up. I know. It's so good. It's so good. And I think that, well, it's really encouraging for me personally, because I think we are, you know, Tyler and I are beginning to enter into a, a phase of life where we're having our first kid Ken, who I do this with every day, she just had her first kid and we're, we're just kind of figuring out, okay, we've, we've both been these like girl boss entrepreneur. That's like been my whole, that was my whole twenties. And now I'm entering this new phase of life and I'm like, oh my goodness, what's this going to look like? And I think that I love what you've talked about because it's, it's okay to make sacrifices and to not go at the same speed that you've always gone. Mm -hmm. Yet when God brings you into these things and and start something in and through you it's really beautiful to keep keep going and even if it has to look different and even if you have to make adjustments as a couple in your business in your work whatever it is i think i've had a lot of friends who come to that moment where they go you know we've had our first kid now what does this mean and what does this look like and i think it's a really beautiful opportunity in your marriage and in your walk with the lord to to trust him in a new season and to also find confidence in something different that i think for me a lot of my confidence has come from what i've seen god do through me as a ministry leader and now i'm so excited to to watch my confidence grow in God doing things in and through me as a mom and as a wife and uh, finding joy in both of those things can be really beautiful and really cool. So personally, it's it's encouraging to me. So, but okay, we've talked about the hardships. We've talked about the gifts. We've talked about the sacrifices, but I just want to know from you guys, because we need your wisdom practically, like how have you learned to truly champion and support one another in your kind of individual dreams and careers. You've talked a little bit about it, but I love some practicals where people can be like, take away, be like, oh, that's a great thing to implement in our marriage. But practically, what does that look like for you guys? The first thing that came to my mind is I feel like I've made it a little personal rule to myself to always be Kurt's number one fan. Mm. And he, as a leader of a team, like I think he has other fans that work for 3021. <laughs> Tyler on being another one. <laughs> but I'm just kind of like, and that doesn't look as perfect, happy rainbows and butterflies as that might sound. Like it, that doesn't mean like every time I, Kurt comes home from work, I'm, you're so amazing. You got your pom-poms. In that way. <laughs> Although like sometimes that's true, but it just looks like, practically every day that means being the person that is invested in his business with him and asking questions and caring about it and supporting him with whatever that looks like in the day to day and and cheering him on like in encouragement um, and prayer and I think that has been the biggest thing and then also what we talked earlier just about being all in for each other and that we 
are on the same team viewing it that way and showing up in the day-to-day alongside of each other in our businesses and not viewing it as Kurt's going to work and he's going to do 3021. And when he comes home, I tell him he did a good job and that's that. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I think the practical of it is like, (laughs) I feel like a broken record still, but it's like, get, get aligned. Right. I know that like, and, and, anything we say about like how we've chosen to parent or how we've chosen to pursue each other or pursue business, like not prescriptive at all. Like this has just been like our, our experience. Right. And like our experience has been, I real, real example is like, I want to be home for bedtime. Uh, Mm -hmm. that is a really important moment in our kids lives for me, especially in our, in our oldest Jake's life for me, that is a really important moment nine nights out of 10, I do bedtime. That is like my thing. Right. And I love that with him. I soak it up with him. It's not always easy, but it's, but it's awesome. It's my like time with him. And because of that, like Casey knows I might have to sacrifice some early mornings when I have a packed day so that I can be home for bedtime. And then I'm going to make that a priority. And for us to have like aligned on that in advance of like, mm. if I need to get in the office at 5.30 or 6 one morning so that I can be home by 5.30 or 6 that night, like that's what we've aligned is going to be like the best thing for our family. And yeah. so like those little practical things, I think just like getting on the same page in advance so that you don't like assume that you're on the same page and then you're constantly button heads over over these little these little details. Well, and then once you're on the same page, deciding every day that you trust who that person has said they are and who, who you guys have said you are as a couple of going along with the bedtime example that he's giving is if Kurt's not home, I'm not assuming he wants to be where he is. I like, Mm. we know that that's where he would prefer to be. And that's what he wants to be doing. And Mm. if he's somewhere else, it's because that's where he needs to be right now. And I think just trusting in who we've, I don't know, just the um, decision we've made together about that. Yeah. You know, Casey and I are both sports people and athletes in previous lives. Casey, way more fruitful than I. (laughs) Uh, But I think of like perfect effort, not perfect execution. Like, Mm. uh, I think that has been a rule in our marriage is like, I don't expect Casey to get everything right all the time. And she doesn't expect me to get everything right all the time but darn it, our hearts better be in the right place. And that's what we're committed to and expect from each other. So like she's had a hard day doing the mom thing and I need to suck it up and step in. I don't like, that's not something we have to unpack later because Case, you're, you committed to this. So you better figure it out. Like, (laughs) yeah, you're allowed to have a hard day as mom and vice versa, like for, for work. I like, you know, I got some pretty heavy, like family stuff going on right now. And there have been a couple nights where I'm like, I do not have emotional energy to go do bedtime and it breaks my heart. And in case I need you to step in and help me help, help take that over tonight. And she knows my heart is, if I'm saying that it means like, I'm really not in a good spot. You know, it's not like me using that as an excuse to bail out. It's awesome. It's so good. You guys, thanks for, for sharing all this. It's so, so helpful. I want to ask, Kurt, I don't know if this will be like our summary, but I, I do want you to talk about this because I think it's so connected to everything. But we've we've 
alluded to your business being called 3021. Just just talk about why you came up with that name, what it means. I think we've talked so much about y'all's intentionality mm-hmm. in your marriage and in your careers and what you guys have done. And same thing is true with what you're calling your business, right? Same thing with you, Casey. So just walk us through what that means to you and how it you know, summarizes this whole journey. Yeah. I mean, it, do, it does, Tyler, have like implications, not just for our business, but definitely for just like how Casey and I lead, lead our lives uh, and lead our, our, our marriage. So, uh, yeah, I mentioned earlier when I made this, the, was trying to make this decision of, do I stay in the financial advisory world or do I, you know, blaze this new, this new trail into, you know, marketing agency, creative agency. Um, I had an experience at Crossroads Church here in Cincinnati where uh, the, the lead pastor, Chuck Mingo, uh, was giving a sermon on prayer. And he talked about, you know, that oftentimes we think about prayer and we think about solitude. And that, that absolutely is oftentimes true of when we experience the Lord, we need to like quiet ourselves. But sometimes God wants us to pray while we're in motion. He wants us moving while he's speaking to us. And uh, Chuck shared this verse uh, that said, uh, that says, uh, whether I turn to the left or to the right, I'll hear a voice behind me saying, this is the way, walk in it. Uh, and that verse is Isaiah 3021. And so we chose the name 3021 for our business because that had been my experience as a business owner. That is often our experience as we consult for our clients. And for the purpose of this podcast, that's been our experience in our, in our marriage as well, is to say, uh, I mean, God, God is good and he has good things for us. And as long as we are making decisions that uh, are the best decisions we can possibly make in that moment to pursue the things that we believe he has for us, then we just have to trust that good things are going to come from that. And that could be, you know, a decision I make today has a good thing in it tomorrow, or that could be a decision I make today is really, really hard for the next 10 years, but there's going to be something good on the other side of that decision, as long as we're making it in alignment to what we feel God has called us to and what his word uh, tells us. And so, you know, as that, as that affects our marriage, it has really been a function of like the, the other thing I love about that passage is that it says you're in movement, which literally means we're putting one foot in front of the other. And I think back to that, like perfect effort, not perfect execution, all he's called us to is just keep putting one foot in front of the other. Just don't give up. Just don't quit. Mm. You know? And I think like, especially as you know, now I feel like I'm talking to you two parenting <laughs> freaking hard. Uh, and the reality is like the best thing you could do as a parent is just don't quit. Just yeah. like keep your heart in it in every single moment, just like you do in your marriage and just keep putting one foot in front of the other and you're going to stumble and you're going to fall down from time to time and just get back up and keep going. I love that about the both of your stories. You know, I, I don't think either one of you are committed to the glamorous. Like, you know, it. not every decision is going to be pretty. You're not going to do it picture perfect. You're just going to move forward. And and I love that to, to me, what I've learned is that you're both committed to saying, hey, we're going to learn a lot through this process and we're, and and we know that other people can benefit from that. So we're just going to share it. Right. And so, you know, it shows in your willingness to, to bring people in, you both care so much about community and, 
And also, you know, even just being here and, and sharing your story today, I think it's so much of your heart. And, you know, I think following your dreams together, it is, you know, about you and your relationship with God, but it has so much to do with what God wants to do through you for other people. And so I think it's just so great. I'm fired up. I'm I'm starting a business tomorrow. <laughs> just kidding. That's not what this is. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Let's get a line. We're about first. to have a baby. <laughs> yeah. I love it. I love it. I learned nothing from this podcast. Just <laughs> you guys are awesome. And I think this was just so encouraging for so many people, no matter what stage they're in, and just what it looks like to support each other, to be each other's number one fan in the midst of all that's happening because the truth is career is just always going to be a part of marriage and it can be kind of the nuisance or it can be a gift and something you do together and I really really love that and it just really encouraged me and gave gave me so many things that I think we can talk more about can I say one last thing I'm sorry of course I do we, a lot. we would love that one last thing is like I don't I don't think decisions have to be permanent so like, I think about like Casey's decision to like slow things down in PS46. Like when we made that call, it was like for a season, we knew we were going to do that. And we didn't feel the need to like put hard and fast dates around that season. We check in on it often when we feel like we need to check in on it and figure out kind of what the next path is. But like, we didn't make that call as like, that's going to be like a permanent thing. And so like, I don't know. I don't know why I felt the need to share that. I felt like a little bit of like checking my spirit that it would be wrong to end this without saying that. But my encouragement to folks is like, man, take some of the pressure off, right? Like we're talking about this podcast of like, man, we're at these critical moments in our lives and we got to make the right decision. And I think oftentimes like God doesn't care about right decision. He cares about right hearts. And so back to like, put your heart in the right place, make the best call that you possibly can and trust that like, if you need to change it later, you can, you know, uh, and just to, I don't know, take some of the pressure out of it. Yeah. That's so good. Yeah. Glad you said that. I am too. Thank you so much. And now I'll close this. (laughs) Casey, you had any final things for us too? I'm good. I'm good. I got me fired up. I had to. I love it, Kurt. No, wait, that was so good. That was so good. All right. Well, for the girl fam, thank you so much for listening. And we'll be back again soon with another episode. This has been for the both of us. And we'll see you next week. Bye.